You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Terp Talk. I'm Sarah Tokes. Uh, we have Respect My Region and Cannabiotics in the house. This episode today is brought to you by Persepolis and Compassion Co. Brands. They are both SoCal-based brands. Uh, you can find them in your local dispensaries. Um, so let's get into some terps, guys. What's good? What is up? What's up, what everyone? Up? Say hi. What's good? <laughs> shout out to Persepolis. Shout, shout out Persepolis once again. Um, so we have Justin, Jay. Colin. Colin. A.K.A. Sweetly. Sweetly. And, of course, my co-host, Ski Moscato, in the house today. You know, you know, it's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> so one question I always love to ask everybody when they come on is, what's everybody's favorite terpene? Ooh. Start from the left. I got to say, it's probably linalool for me. Why? I like that it has more of kind of a, you know, relaxing, classic, anti-inflammatory kind of effect, you know, that... Kind of reminds me of lavender. Yeah. And whenever it's kind of, and it doesn't always come out super strong in strains. So when I can find something that's, you know, pretty dominant in the linalool, go for it. How about you, Justin? Justin Cures here. And I'm like <laughs> thinking about this really hard. Um, I just smelled this Kush Mountains right here from Cannabiotics. And that's one of my favorites. And so I would say limonene because it's so prevalent in OG Kush. Okay, I see you shouting out strains and all. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> mine's easy, terpenaline. Love the sweet and sour. Super energetic. A little bit of focus, just enough to fuck you up. Though. Oh, sativa. awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. He's a sativa, sativa man for sure. Mm -hmm. So you guys believe in the whole indica sativa hybrid uh, classification? That's. <laughs> uh, I want us to go deeper than that. For sure. Yeah. I definitely want to go deeper, but I feel like on a base level, I mean, it's it's a good place to start, at least to maybe form at least a general opinion on what you want to go deeper into. You know, maybe if you know something's a indica, you know, there's going to be maybe some more prevalent terpenes than you would expect, you know, in your typical sativa strains. Yeah. I mean, like personally, um, when I smoke sativas, I get sleepy. So cool. I don't really believe in that whole um, sativa indica hybrid thing. I think if anything, it's just more of a telltale sign of what the terps may be yeah. in the strain. Definitely, definitely. <clears throat> so um, tell me a little bit about your brand. Tell me about Cannabiotics. So um, Cannabiotics, man, they've been around since um, 2014. The owners, Nima Samari, and JB have been growing since the 90s. Oh, wow. So, you know, thinking about the 90s, you think about crazy heirloom strains, some of the most wanted genetics. Um, so, you know, stuff like Super Silver Haze that they were growing back then and got handed down from um, the Brotherhood of Eternal Love back in Oakland. Oh, wow. So some the OGs. roots run really deep. Yeah. The roots run really deep uh, with the brand. And, that's why I resonated with them, and, you know, we, we found each other, and basically, I'm just here to help them find their way in California, and, shoot, I've never really smoked anything like their stuff. They've got Kush Mountains, the Super Silver Haze, the original Tropicana, the original Blueberry, which I have today, um, another one, the Larange. Yeah. You know, going back to the Terpenaline, mm -hmm. 
Smoke some Laurent's, Joey. That was good earlier. Yeah, the, that was good earlier. all of the strains that you showed me were, were really terpy. Um, do they source their flowers? Do they grow their own? How does that work? They've been growing their own since day one. Um, <coughs> shoot, they, they killed it in Vegas. So anybody who's, you know, smoked it out there, you definitely, you definitely tried some of their stuff, tried some of the best. And now they brought it out here to Cali. So they grow their own. We're right here in L.A. County. We actually have the um, the biggest facility in L.A. County. Oh, wow. Uh, almost just about 75,000 square feet. And, I mean, it's it's a spaceship. It's literally a spaceship. <laughs> it's a it's it's insane. Um, when you see, like, a Rolls Royce built, you know, you really yeah. know, like, what's what's being put in, the hard work, how much time, all that craziness. And they got 12 flower rooms, three veg rooms, um, a separate upstairs area for breeding, right? They got a um, whole room for breeding? Absolutely. And and tissue culture, too. Oh, wow. Just to focus on, you know, like I said, the roots run deep. <laughs> That's so crazy. That's yeah. super cool. Um, so do any of you guys grow? Do you guys have experience with doing that? What else do you guys do in the industry? I do not grow. Um, definitely cannot say that I've grown much of anything <laughs> in that regard. Uh, mainly at this point now, I mean, sales, marketing, used to be a bud tender back in Washington, uh, got into doing more marketing after that. That's really what I went to college for and what my goal has been in the industry is oh, okay. create content and do things that yeah. helps products sell better. How are the markets, um, like, how do they differentiate from Washington and California? Which <coughs> one do you like better now that you've had experience working in both? Gosh, um, well, the markets are absolutely entirely different. You've got just, you know, so many different, so many more people in California. Then you've got different laws and different ways that all the different licenses that California has. Like, for example, one of my favorite things is that you can do licensed legal events where cannabis is sold at the events here. That's not a thing elsewhere. Oh, really? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> like, that's what's always so funny. It's just like, yeah, you guys literally in California can do so many things that in other states it's still cannot even be close to that being done. We're so spoiled, and we always yeah. just take advantage of it. I mean, delivery. Like, delivery Off-tops. is not allowed in Washington. What? Off-tops. Yeah, there's you know, no delivery the, there. So when you're, like, no when you're snowed no. in, like, you can't get a now? delivery or anything? Like, no. I know no. it snows a lot Mm-mm. up there. And... No delivery, never. No delivery. There, I mean, there used to be delivery and yeah, things like that, but, but it was back all in, like, the trap days. It was super gray area right at the beginning of legalization in Washington where medical had been going for a while. Yeah. But it was, like, right at the very beginning. And, you know, it was one of those things where as soon as they learned about it and what it was, they were like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's so unfortunate. Yeah. So things, a lot of things like that definitely differentiate for the markets. And then um, the second part of that question would definitely be, like, as to which one I like more. You know, we we as a publication get paid to review cannabis. We get paid to review cannabis in multiple states, CBD in multiple states, and the top ten strains for us in two years running stuff that we reviewed. Honestly, we were very strict. We were very thoughtful, and we have a hundred point system, etc. Based on like how you would how like if you, you were guys... a buyer, like if you were like buying B two B wholesale, yeah. it's something that was created by someone that we work with in Washington who is very strict and has very high standards. And so we took her system and kind of infused it with a bud tender review system that my old boss at my shop had. And then I meshed the two and ran with it. So we've been reviewing weed, and California runs the table on that. 
how do you guys review your weed? Like, <laughs> what's the test? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... Give it's, me a little you know, it's lowdown every, on that It's test. everything from how it's packaged and presented on the shelf, uh, how your overall experience is. Like, there's a there's a 10-point, like, would you recommend? Like, like, do you really... Would you really recommend 10 out of 10, the whole product based on everything that you think of to someone else? Or is it more like a 4 because the shop you got it at was an asshole? Yeah. Because everyone always says... They put so much pride and effort into their brands, but then they sell it to anyone that'll take it. And that's not putting pride and effort into your company because you're not even filtering out people that would not represent your company at the highest level. And so people cut corners in branding all the time for the sake of money in that regard. <laughs> There's like so many jobs I felt that. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, it's a thing. It's, it's in all the states. It's a thing. I mean, not to say that you should. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't always have to sell to every single store and every single company. So where was the best weed from? Oh, here every time. Here? Talk out, yeah. The oh, top dang. 10, the always, top 10 always. was filled. Yeah, I think one from Oregon, one from Washington made it into the top 10. Maybe two. Oh, wow. From each day, I yeah. think we had like, I think Scored may have won something in Washington. Yeah. What was your number one? It was at Alien Labs, right? This year? I think this it was year. the Gelinade. It was the Gelinade. Yeah. What made you choose that for number one? I don't review that. I would one. almost <laughs> bet that it was the Terps. It was it's it's the Terps almost every time. Really? Yeah, we've been reviewing cannabis for three, four years now and, and getting paid for it at that level. And it's like we're always oh looking for a better way to describe it. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, it's always gonna be as long as like the weed is presented in a good package, it opens it, it's got some kind of smell because it's fresh enough still. Like those are all things that put it like Anything can be like a lot of bud can still be five, sixes, and sevens, but when you're an eight, nine, and a ten, there's subtle little things that go into that to those higher nines and nine and up to the tens, where it's like, yeah, there's got to be bag appeal. It's got to be fresh enough. Like if you're a if you're a brand and your product's not selling off the shelf, you're not merchandising your 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 partners very well. You're not account managing at the highest level. Yeah, you're not maybe you're not marketing at the highest level, and so those kinds of things maybe automatically put a put a brand's product at 9.1 even though it's a 10 out of 10 on everything else just because they're in a bad store and a and it's old nine months old 12 months old that would automatically dog it yeah. well it also sure. kind of gauges how much the brand cared about the weed they were getting rated based on how fresh a product they were giving us to review yeah and i feel like it goes back to like knowing what's happening in the industry too you know knowing what retails are dealing with like if you if you know all those things you know 100 percent, you'll be able to go into the store and, and figure out what you need to do as a brand to create more brand awareness to create more engagement with the bud tenders because really you know that's the end all be all yeah. is, is having them you know figure out how they resonate with your brand and then how they can connect to every single person that comes in the store. And like you said, you know, back to showing them, you know, hey, this is this is how this is how we want you guys to kind of sell it. This is what we think are major um, major points that are going to help, because a lot of the times like, man, I've been doing, you know, PADs and being in the shop yeah. all the time. And that's actually you know, I've never been on uh, in a bunt a bud tender, you know, uh, position. Yeah. But doing the PADs is it's so it's similar. It's worse than being a bud tender. <laughs> I would rather work sixteen hours a day in the trap than work a three hour PAD, and that Ooh. says a lot about PADs. <laughs> they can definitely be rough at the slower stores. I for sure. I can't even stand them at the uh, 
high paced stores. I love them. To em. be honest, I, I love this man. Lives and breathes. It's 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 fun, man. This I, man loves the PAD. You get to meet PADs. people like crazy, though. I think they're the biggest waste of company money and company <laughs> time. And this is coming from somebody that like works like closely with brands and does like okay. consulting and stuff. It's the biggest waste of time. I think it's I a good you. balance. I definitely can. You think can that see a that. shop wants somebody in for three hours promoting only one product? They're taking up so much space. I think. I think if you're shop. if you're hustling if you're hustling, I mean. I've, I've sold a lot a of product in the promo, store, though. though. You just run a ghost promo, then incentivize one of the bud tenders, and then boom. The ghost out. promos do really well, except yeah. for, like, me. I don't know, maybe. And I know even uh, he's he's pretty good when it comes to his education as well in cannabis because you've, you've done extra effort into it. But there's definitely a, um, <clears throat> a very clear line um, to be crossed when you're good at it and you're educated about it and you can sell and you have can stand there and do the energy. Like I'm I come from the brand ambassador realm. Okay. So I, like Costco, Fred Meyer, Microsoft, REI, <laughs> Nordstroms, Powerade, yes. things where yes. you're out there at a Seahawks yes. game for hours, you're at an NBA game for hours collecting emails and doing things. And it's no different except this time you actually get to have direct sales and and I actually have a friend who's shout out to Sheree. She's uh one of the better Flocana brand ambassadors and some of the numbers that she's told me that she's sold is inspiring because she'll go flip in three hours 45 eighths of some Flocana and it's like I don't know how many strains they have you said one product and I'm over here like well with Buddy's brand I got five different flavors of vapes then I got five to 15 flavors of dabs and it's like you give yeah. me you give me a half a menu like that we're able to really do a difference in him yeah, with once the you gummies. Have, once you have flour, it's a, it's a whole other ball game. I mean, <laughs> flour's crazy. You know, flour that's what it's so all about. Easy to sell though. If you have a dogo on uh, flour, it's fucking flying off the shelf. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. I've never been able to sell flour except for when I was a bud tender back in the day. Really? So, mm -hmm. um, what's your favorite like flour companies? What have been like your top three that you guys have reviewed? Need to get these guys to review cannabis soon. If we're <laughs> if we're talking about California, California base, then base. it would be you know connected, Alien Labs. What else? You know, cookies. In that sure. order? Not not in that order necessarily, <laughs> but you know. Uh, you know, we've given Ember Valley the run. Ember we've Valley, given Team Elite Genetics the run. Uh, we've bought Autumn Gas Brands. House, Autumn Brands, we bought Top Shelf, Low Key, right? and Top Shelf Cultivation. I mean, put. Joey on record, the Wosi Wo is by who? Wosi Wo by Top Shelf Cultivation is, in Joey's opinion, the strongest, most potent weed yeah. in the whole state. Really? Yeah. I'll I, have to give that one a try. I would definitely go on record to say that. What kind of terpene profile does it have, if you remember? <laughs> oh, <laughs> where to begin? There's definitely some linalool in there and limonene. Really? For sure. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, yeah. Some very classic and that, sedative. And the one, know? and that yeah. other one was. Beta caryophylline. Oh yeah. Carophylline. Carophylline. I'm always going at it. <laughs> where would, uh, where would that. they sell that? At? You guys know. Uh, uh, so they actually have their own dispensary in Long Beach. Uh, really? Shout out Long Beach Collective. Yep. Out there. Oh. Yep. They slang shout it. Shout out. And you can find it other places, you know. But I think they have them at Canna Sewers Club in North Hollywood. I've seen them there. I believe I so. Picked as well. up their OG yeah. before, and it was fire. Yeah, they definitely those, have a good presence in the valley. For in the sure. last two years I since I first discovered them on Instagram before I moved down here, they've won something like seven cups. 
Really? Yeah, they just in keep... the compliance game or before? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It's hard to win a cup in compliance. Uh, yeah, they've been able to place first and second, like win two things consecutively with like the same string kind of thing and yeah. like um, Oh, within like a year, less than a year. Yeah, the I last like. well, Josh this one D and the did last the same one. Thing mm-hmm. too. Yeah, he's been they and Josh D's was Josh one D's some of the ones that I think where they lost was some like to that. Yeah. To Josh, I believe. I but I don't know for sure to be honest. There's and so many of those he's sun grown too. Those guys Josh are indoor, D. so probably not competing in the same category. Yeah, because Josh D is sun grown flowers. They have super fire flowers. His stuff is fire. Top Shelf story is super interesting because they were really around during like the beginning, like when the the high times stuff was like really thriving and they were doing all the cannabis cups and I interviewed the the son of the owner and he runs all the stuff now shout out Kelsey and he pretty much took over his dad was in the Emerald Triangle you know growing indoor back then during those times and he just came in and took the one strain he was growing flipped it into you know one of their other OG strain it's an OG strain or something and then he went around to all the cannabis cups and just kind of picked all of the best seeds he could from all the winners that were all those cannabis cups. And then a lot of a lot of more from Canarado. Oh, wow. And I think that's what the Wosuo is from is from Canarado. And yeah, he just ran with all those and did a pheno hunt for years. So best a lot of the best, in my opinion. And they've been buying up, you know, retail spots. Yeah. They have like three other grow locations. You said they're eventually going to start operating in. And like, they're what a family business. They're a family much? business for sure. That's it's always the best. Father like, son kind of thing. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. But if you look, if you also look too, um, if you mm-hmm. look on our website www.cannabatics.com, <laughs> you'll see at the bottom. You'll see at the bottom. That um, we've won like I want to say twenty plus high times cannabis cups. Woo! That Master Kush. But was that Master Kush? They won in Amsterdam, Vegas. What? Amsterdam, first place, and that was that, they yes, won that sir. for the U.S. So that was they like that the Prop Two Fifteen days, or just in general. Say that again. The Prop Two Fifteen days or sixty four. Well, this uh, most of the cups <laughs> were like twenty. 2012, 2013, 2014, all the way to like 2016, 2017. Oh wow! Yeah, and then you know now we're we're coming back again, and and you know once once events become existent again, you'll who knows when that will be. You'll see us. Oh everywhere. my gosh! Please say soon. I'm like going crazy, like not going to events right now. I would. You can't <laughs> go to events. Where, where, right where are you, Hall of Flowers? <laughs> I know. I'm like so sad. We're supposed yeah. to be at Hall of Flowers right now. We should now. be at Hall of Flowers. This would be right uh, this would be like the, the the come down, right? After Hall of Flowers, you're like, all right, gotta get out of the <laughs> desert now. Come back to, come back to crazy like, LA. Yeah, come back to like the reality, of being in cannabis right now in the middle yeah. of coronavirus. That's a fun time. Have you got everybody here been to Hall of Flowers? No, I have. I this I was gonna be my first one. Really? Oh, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I had plans. It's like <laughs> how people describe Disneyland, but like for stoners and just two days of like. I've had only... to write about it a lot. <laughs> but so. you've never gone? Yeah, I've never gone. That's fucked up. <laughs> I've written about it a few times, you know. Just... What we else? We're preparing that, for this. The outdoor, the outdoor <laughs> area sounds tight, you know. Shout yeah, out. the outdoor area is always, dope, you always know? tight. <laughs> sounds like moves are made everywhere. <laughs> Money moves everywhere. That's so true. Absolutely. It just keeps leveling up. Shout out to the Hall of Flowers team. 
Um, what else do you write about? You mentioned that you write. We we also operate as a, a media agency, so we have a couple clients we pick up dispensaries, and uh, I also work with Buddy's Brand through our media agency to help develop blog content for them. So talk about Terps a lot, <laughs> and uh, you know, for the clients, we we kind of curate strain. You know, a lot of what we curate on our website too, strain profiles, uh, some kind of hyper localized content. You know, maybe a list of you know pop and hip hop artists yeah. around the area. You know, uh, dope spots to to go get high, like parks. <laughs> you know, near the area, and uh, just a lot of strain profiles because that's like proven through the data from our website to put up numbers. And you know, if you're putting good information there, people are gonna sit on it, read it, and then you know, plug products down at the bottom that they sell at the stores. You know, useful. That is pretty useful. And then I mean, other than that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of stuff about music. Uh, helping artists, you know, kind of get more shine, selling content packages to them, uh, making memes for them, making memes for our Instagram page, lots of stuff. So you just like make memes and talk terps all day? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you know, write, write about music too. Where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think are like the most like popular terpenes right now? Like since, or like. I would say there's so much clementine, there's so much mimosa, there's so yeah. much tangy everywhere. So I feel like the terpinoline, you know, is definitely a top one. And limonene always for, the, you know, the stress relief, you know, the anxiety relief. Yeah. I feel like all of those are always going to be really popular because people like to vape and feel like you're going to be vaping throughout the day, you know, with your little pen or whatever. So make a little bit more sense to have something kind of citrusy get you through the day. What do you feel is like um, the best way to get the full terpene effect when consuming cannabis through like vapes, oils, flour? Rosin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like live resin and rosin and, you know, anything that is either like, you know, cold, you know, fresh frozen yeah. going in or solventless if I can, if I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> That's always like the dilemma with uh, the solventless. It's. Can I and when it comes to vapes, uh, always live resin or at least like. How do you feel it. about distilled live resin? What is that, guys? <laughs> like, so like, the so um, like the sauce. Does that rhyme with hot dog water? Uh, that, I mean, that's <laughs> exactly. my favorite term for it. I call it that hot dog water for sure. And like distilled who? We were just talking. <laughs> we were just talking about this earlier today, and you know, it's such a letdown sometimes when. There's like a collab between an extractor and a pretty popular farm. And you're like, there's no way that this is not going to be like the terpiest shit ever if it comes from blank farm. Yeah. And then I don't know what flower they're giving them. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the kind of shittier outdoor stuff or maybe it's not all whole flower. You know, maybe it's not just buds. And it's maybe it's trim maybe and it's not frozen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you taste it, and it tastes like, you know, burnt toast or, like, <laughs> and not the strain. That's strain definitely not the vibe. <laughs> or, like, you know, it just tastes kind of burnt. And it'll say yeah. it'll say live resin on it, or it'll say, you know, you know uh, distillate with cannabis terpenes. But I feel like a lot of the time it just says plus terpenes. And then that's yeah. where I'm like, you know, 
What are those terps? What, when right. it comes, are those botanical? Or yeah. Is cannabis derived? When is it, it both? To, you need to know. Is it a little of both? Like, are you, is this like, you know, a blended whiskey versus single <laughs> barrel? Like, are you just, you know, getting all these different terps of whatever they you can get? They just let us know, then we could, we would understand, like, okay. We can I just want to know. Decision I just, just want to know. Cannabis consumers, man. <laughs> I just want to know what distilled live resin is. Refined That's live resin. Refined well. live resin, whatever they want to call it. Like what? What's good with the refined live resin? And why are people adding non-cannabis derived terpenes to their product? Because it's hard to get all of the you know flour that you need to extract terpenes on the yeah. same level that you're extracting the oil for the cannabis. Yeah, the demand is crazy. And it's you know a lot of people just can't produce that amount or. You can know, you like not use the flour anymore once you take out the turps or like how does that work? Yeah, you can only you, extract one or the other from the flour. You're either extracting the turps or you're extracting the the THC, the THC and yeah. or you know doing yeah. a whole flour that's why whole plant extraction. Like and then they'll they'll reintroduce the turps and yeah. the best way you can do it while still kind of cutting corners is doing cannabis derived terpenes. But then the problem comes up do you have enough flour to do that? Yeah. Right. Or do you have the exact flour that it that it, the, um, <laughs> the, ex- the the oil, oil came the from? Oil came from. Right, do you right. ha- do you have the ability to stay single source for, right. throughout the whole process? 100%. You know, and that's that's always the stuff that we talk about with Buddy's brand. You know, shout out Buddy's brand, always single source. They have the means to get all of the same flour to go through all their extraction process, even if it's the distillate and the terps. It's still all the same strain, all the same flour the whole time. And, you know, I'm not surprised that a lot of people can't do it all yeah. the time. And it's hard. It's, it's hard. Expensive. It's expensive. And it's not surprising when, you know, people are introducing maybe even just a little bit of some botanical terps into yeah. the mix because on well, a, you know, large scale. Cannabis that way as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, I was going to say, and, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Remember, it's, 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 uh, it's all about QC, quality control. Exactly. Like if you're... Uh, a company that really cares about that. You're watching, you know, what's going down in your manufacturing 24-7 in terms of is trim, you know, when the trimmers are doing this, or is this going in the, that bag, or is this, you know, that that sort of thing uh, uh, across the whole system. So at Cannabiotics, one of the first things that was told to me is that we make sure we get every single nug to put into the live resin we don't want any trim and it's funny because nima himself is like yeah dude when i'm sitting in the interview yeah man i don't i don't smoke hot dog water so you're not selling that oh my gosh <laughs> and i was on like record we're on the same page oh my let's gosh. do it run it yeah well and that's the the problem where i don't know coming into california i would hope that because I just moved here from Seattle only a couple months ago. And, you know, in Washington where you can't smell the bud or they don't have the smell jars or anything like that, like down here, you have to rely on the terpenes that are listed on the, the packaging and off the bud tenders, good word, you know. So I don't know. I believe in having more information, and I just haven't seen as much information on the packaging down here. And then we have THC percentages. Doesn't that count? <laughs> <laughs> that works. That yeah, works. a lot of people still don't know like anything at all. They just like just buy it. They don't even know what distillate or like the resin is. They just they don't understand. It. Yeah, they just see the THC levels and they're like, let's get this. 
I was up in Canada at, in Vancouver at this uh, my first Canadian cannabis expo. How uh, was that? It was interesting because the there's such a huge almost like Amsterdam culture in Vancouver yeah. with with weed because it's been so like turn a blind eye to everything for so long where it's like the local government they know that people are selling it and they have the little like consumption shops and and stuff but there's still such a big black market. They have really good bud. I uh, I went to high school in Seattle, actually. So, mm-hmm. like, every single time when I got the chance to buy weed, I would always make sure that it was BC bud. Mm. Just because it was, like, That's so a fire. Throwback. But there was a guy at this after party, and he came in. He was like, who wants to smoke some fucking distillate? <laughs> like, it was the no! birth of Christ. <laughs> and I was just... Who's man is this? I was like, man, you need to come collect <laughs> mans like, over here. You're like, yo, bro, go take that and make some brownies. That's not, we'll see you in a couple hours, man. Don't even put them in brownies. <laughs> well, I feel I feel since, you know, I want to say like two years ago when I started kind of figuring out what was this, you know, what was dissolute. Yeah. And it, a lot of the time it was like literally, you know, sweepings, not even trim. Yeah. It's like sweepings of biomass just being put into this, you know, like clean, into highly like scientific nasty, cleaners. Nasty, nasty, crude. And then just Insanity. distilled a million times. Yeah, a million cut times. Cut with some water clear. <laughs> or whatever it's called, honey right? Cut. Yeah, the honey cut. <laughs> but ever ever since I started figuring it out, I was like, you know, this should really just be eaten. It should just be put in, in yeah. food and, and digested. And winterized, not you know. I mean, like, anything winterized, not smoked, you know, yeah. put it. I'm sure they need to have like a food grade type of distillate, but is there any testings for that in California? Do you know if it's like food grade? I mean, everybody's using. I mean, everybody is because food it's grade. the cheapest. You would eat distillate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not willingly. I mean, not all the yeah. time. But like, I agree. I'm sitting here looking <laughs> hey, but at you. you could. Like... I wouldn't, you know, just wake up in the morning and hey. <laughs> and like, but that's, but that's kind of the that's like one of the few benefits of of distillate is that it's just pure THC. It's winterized. It can be it can be put into edibles. You know that's yeah what I think it's good for. It's just that flavorless raw THC. And depending on the strain, you can get almost like ninety nine whatever percent, percent out of it. Fuck put it. it, put it in a fuck it, put in a brownie. <laughs> fuck it. I'll, I'll eat that fucking brownie any day. <laughs> Facts. So, um, let's get into respect my region. How did you guys start that? What inspired you to uh, start that? Get into that, Joey. Well, neither of us can take credit for starting it. No, that's well, shout out to Mitch and Andy. shout out Mitch Pfeiffer. Andy you know, Mitch, and Mitch, young now old dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, my business partner, Mitch, he's um, him and his former business partner, Andy Lehman, they actually started this while they were in college. Um, back then, clothing company, you know, primarily doing, like, uh, our our version of, like, spins on local things. So, like, we had our own version of the Rainier, our logo, it said Respect, and then we did a bunch of other Northwest stuff and a bunch of different color schemes. Eventually, that kind of transitioned to more of, like, a streetwear line, and then blog to support the clothing being sold and then we kind of like fucked all that off and (laughs) we're totally one of those groups that overspent on merchandise and then it didn't sell and then we kind of just struggled for a couple years and once we doubled down on like blog content and being a publication and 
oh, we're a music blog. This is what we're doing. We're going to pump out content and do things like that. Everything kind of started to fall in line. And then, as Colin was saying earlier, the strains really does drive traffic. Um, and so now, <coughs> now we try to do like 30 to 50 strains a month on our website. And we're also doing, you know. Like a strain a day? Yeah. Essentially. That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. That Always is, the goal. That is goals. And then <laughs> we buffer it out onto all the different social media platforms. Like, you know. How many, um, if you don't mind me asking this, how many views, like, in total you think you guys get? Uh, we're usually pushing, uh, like, what, three, 3K views a day. And then uh, within the last several months, we're finally, like, firmly over the 100, 100K viewership a month on the website mm-hmm. we were sitting at 75 75k for a while but once we really kind of just looked over all the data from the website and what people were looking at the most kind of experimenting with optimizing some older blogs putting them back out there reposting them uh you know we've seemingly gotten better within the last several months to where i feel like we're consistently hitting good traffic mm-hmm. and we know what we're writing we know what we're supposed to be writing about now where before we were kind of just like testing the waters trying to figure out what people liked a lot and now that that's almost like i'm coming up on two years with the company and now is like was just a writer now head editor and run the social media pages edit the blog every day post stuff on the facebook page make the memes, memes. <laughs> what's like the top meme right now Tiger King memes. <laughs> Bro, the Tiger King memes. Speaking like, of Terps, have you guys heard of the new one yet? The, uh It's Beta Carol Baskinine. Oh my god! He's clowning. I'm I heard. I heard. Uh, I heard it's extremely exotic. <laughs> I'm so done. He hit her with it. I'd say any any meme that that you could create cool. where where you can say that. Who would do such a terrible thing? And then the reaction picture is Carol fucking Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Any of that is gold right now. I feel like people love that shit. Facts, facts. It's so tr- oh but it depends so much with memes. You know, it, it comes and it goes. A lot of it is. It takes a lot to find these two. We literally take other, it's we a find team other people's memes and then we try to put our own spin on it. Yo, I low key syndicate memes <laughs> i'll see a meme and i'll be like that's dope or i'll find and then i'll find another picture i'll use the same picture change the words yeah. on it you know make it my own Damn. version make a similar kind of joke or see another joke that i could make with the same picture or like an alcohol meme that i could turn into a weed meme <laughs> all that yeah. kind we do of shit stuff like that all the time, all yeah. the time. Those, those are the best i feel like those and ones. every day you know we curate I personally curate like hip hop news, uh, cannabis news, uh, kind of beard bros style a little bit where, but not like blacklist kind of stuff. That's a little, little too, too edgy. But shout out to the blacklist though. But shout out to blacklist, man. Someone's got to say it. Shout out to blacklist XYZ. You yeah. already know the vibes. Someone's got to say <laughs> it. Someone's got to say it. But y'all already know. I'll go look at other pages <laughs> and see like hip hop news. Yeah. Find a new photo of the artist that they're putting the graphic behind for the Twitter post and then like put that new over it. <laughs> all kinds of weird shit like that. Yeah, all those kinds of content really kills it. Even, you know, whether it's podcasts, these dispensaries, small farms, whatever it is, it's like kind of playing in, infusing your brand in with a trend. If you can become good at that, then you'll grow your stuff naturally and people will just grow off the humor in your company culture. 
Do you guys have any tips for people like trying to like make content, weed content, <clears throat> anything like that? Like, how yeah, do don't you guys... think about it. Just do don't it. Don't think about just it. You know, it's, it. it's the easy. It's the easier <laughs> ones. Like, yeah. it's the easier shit that people really like. Like, if you see a video of someone like eating shit on a skateboard or like falling down really dramatically, and the your first thought is like, when the edibles hit, yeah. you know, go with it because that's the thing that's gonna be like the most resonating with people. And I get a lot of that game from laying over at Top Tree. Shout out to Top Tree. Shout out to Top Tree. <laughs> Shout, out to <laughs> Shout out Top Tree. God damn it, Top Tree. They always are so good with it. But I, I get a <laughs> lot of advice from him. And, you know, just talking with them, humor is the easiest and fastest way to grow your brand. If you can incorporate comedy in some way. It's so relatable. Brand, gives your brand personality. It gives yeah. your brand personality. It makes people think that you're a little more human. You know, you're a little less serious. And then if you have killer product on top of it, you know, then that's a win-win. But it's towing the line with being taken seriously at that point. But, yeah. you know, for content, the the top top two, uh, humor and info, anything that people can learn something from, anything. And then the third one would be engagement, anything that is a call to action, anything that says, look at this, what do you think? Uh something relatable tag the homie mm -hmm. that would you know would uh what do you think of this weed you know tag someone you would smoke with tag someone whatever. you'd smoke with this is the yeah. virtual blunt tag the homie the recent, thing that pass been, it to. the recent thing we've been really seeing too is uh and colin's been playing with this but we've we we have bad habits and so we don't do it all the time uh, but we're trying to get better at it is doing those things in the story those little surveys and questions and stuff like that. I always usually put polls, you know, yeah. like, yeah. If you post something new, uh, you can get like double engagement on your stories, you know, po share the new post and say, hey, new post. And then below it, say, like, if it's an artist or if it's a strain or if it's something like that, just a simple question like, do you fuck with this artist? Terpene. Do you fuck with this terpene? Like, and people, if you make it big so people can just do yes or no, simple question. You know, you'll get great engagement off that. And that's at least engagement, people looking at it. Yeah. Maybe they're not necessarily going to the post and showing it as much love, but you can learn from that and, you know, make better content. Yeah. Like, you just, like, sparked inspiration in my mind right now. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what emoji do you think of when you think of, like, a certain terpene? You know what I mean? Ooh, that's a good idea. Like, mercine. Like what do you think? What what Besides emoji the or mango. what? You know, that was actually something I saw. Adam, <laughs> the mango. Adam Mill sure, did yeah, that today. Cool. Adam Mill actually did that today on his Instagram. Oh yeah, he did. He had a little <laughs> graphic with all different emojis, and he said, "Guess what the strain is based on the emoji." My favorite one from that was the LOG. Did you? Because it was like the grandpa. Oh, the like, grandpa, yeah. With the pine tree, and then he did the little hand and like the stick. I was like, oh my God, it's L-O-G. Like, my favorite yeah. was definitely the cat piss. Yeah, the cat piss. <laughs> when, when it you was guys just the cat with the toilet behind it. Perfect. That's Perfect. how you should know. make a, a, little, a little high emoji, you know, like with little low eyes and red eyes. The, we need that. I will <laughs> never do that. Like we're always, it's always the guy with the smoke out the nose, you know? Yeah, always blowing the smoke out the yeah. nose. That's, that's the classic. <laughs> but most people are like, yo, are you mad? Are you I know, that's why I'm like, I can't <laughs> use that. You steaming like, was... Always. I like to it. think of it like you're blowing so much loud that it's like, <laughs> you're you upset just... by it. You're like, damn, that's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Like, now what strain would make you that upset that you're smoking that loud? Maybe, like, some super terpy forbidden fruit. Okay. Something like that. If Ooh. I just, like, ripped a fat wood of some forbidden fruit, 
I would just be like, Jesus. <laughs> the Terps. Yeah. The Terps don't lie. <laughs> yeah. Undoubtedly. T-shirt coming soon. Terps don't lie. Terps don't lie. Don't lie. Five percent goes to Saratoga. <laughs> Damn. She's trying to get rights. She wants her credit. I need my credit. That's rude. <laughs> Earlier, one of you guys was uh, talking about being a D. Uh, was a DJ? Oh God. Oh God. Back <laughs> to the old DJ J Storm days. Don't. Oh, he did it. I said, don't say it. Don't say it online. <laughs> DJ J Storm's gone. He's been gone. He's been gone. He had a no, sweet monster yeah, sponsorship. Away. Damn. He's back. He's not he's not coming back. He had monsters oh, on wow. deck with the banner. What's the SoundCloud? <laughs> Catch the old J Storm set. Nah man, so yeah, bro, I used to, so I got it back into music, you know, when I was a kid, making mixtapes for my mom and doing all that. I think my first C D she bought me was like Mike Jones, my brother Akon, fucking going back in the day. And got real big into like southern music, hip hop, Slim Thug, Beyonce, all that growing up. And then uh, I started DJing in college, and we did some big events, threw a bunch of parties, and then I started working with Respect My Region just as a DJ aspect, throwing the concerts and throwing the parties and stuff. And I knew them separate. We all went to the same college, and I just shout out Central Washington University, <laughs> you know, go Wildcats. They suck. <laughs> but you know, uh, I saw them growing the brand from kind of afar. I used to run sound yeah. at a local venue and that was the founder Mitch was a DJ. Yeah, he was firmly a and a producer and I ran sound for him once or twice. And then I met Joey like at a friend of a friend's house party and we were just clowning on each other, smoking blunts, making fun of each other, you know, just in instant friends. That's how friendships begin. And then out of college, I got my English degree and I just kind of watched them grow the brand and saw like I was trying to get my music figured out, then figure out how to, you know, do my writing stuff too. And it just, you know, four years went by. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I'm finally ready. When they were looking for new writers, I saw them growing the brand. I was like, this is the kind of shit that I'm willing to write about for free. And then I know I'll start making money off of it. <laughs> and now I make pretty good money off of it. <laughs> write about weed and music. That's Shouts awesome. out. The occasional Spotify playlist placement. So that's what's crazy is we went from DJing shows and hustling, you know, work, you know, production hours and cleaning up, throw up after parties and shit that we threw, you know, in these days. And it's like, <clears throat> although we're still willing to do that for the occasional, you know, event, <laughs> we're all still down because we've all done things like that. But like we now just focus primarily on the content and the and as a D, you know, as a former DJ, you know, the way you can curate music is, you know, Spotify playlist, SoundCloud playlist other streaming playlists, networking and meeting other DJs who will play the music and all those things. If you can get an artist to get a budget the same way a cannabis brand will give you a budget and, and you're a good marketer, you can navigate it. We're still looking for the brand. We're looking for the brands to help piece together the mixtape to be distributed on World Star and DJ, DJ Booth and all the things because that's where people that buy weed are at is on these websites, yeah. on Lyrical Lemonade's YouTube, watching the next Cole Bennett video, you know, like everyone that buys weed in our world is all consuming that shit. All that. And that's yeah. why day. complex. Yeah. All and that's that why the music is so important for us, content-wise, because we try and put it hand in hand with all the cannabis content. Because we know that, you know, there's a large majority of cannabis users that are friendly to hip hop music, reggae music, electronic uh, music. Yeah. Electronic music. And I hang out with the uh, with Warhol. I don't know if y'all know him, but mm -hmm. 
Warhol, shout out to Warhol. He did some bangers, some good music. He's like, sometimes he's out of weed, and I'm like, damn, like, I can have some weed for this guy, but you know, everybody's dry. <laughs> but like at moments, I mean, but they got the weed guy coming, you know, but. And, and we really try and How bring the. How do you the, run out of weed? <laughs> try and bring the culture together that way by, and we'll go to, we'll use like the size of our presence to go to festivals and stuff on press passes and. You know, interview artists and kind of just curate that culture. Any content, any content creator can do what we're doing. For the record, no, for anybody sure. Anybody can have a free website and get a blog and write about a bunch of stuff and get good enough at the SEO and get the passes and create. And then get a business account, a business uh, WordPress, and then get the Yoast plugin. All start optimizing content for SEO. All of it, you know. Super dope. It's it just takes every day <laughs> and every every brand should take yeah. the time to build a blog and well, to build that library of content especially right now and especially right now yeah so, so that people can find you because you know people aren't able to go to the stores as much right now especially in california where you can get delivery anywhere where you can get delivery brands should be capitalizing on you know where's what's your web presence if people right. search your your brand are you the top thing coming up on google are you easy to access do you have regular content on your site that makes you look like you are present, like you tend to it? Right. Like, Facts. you know, that's something that everyone should ask themselves now, not just cannabis brands, any, and anything, anything. Dispensaries too. Dispensaries, you know. Any they needed the most thing. right now. Yeah, definitely. And you know? we're curating a lot of content to help dispensaries and show love to, you know, all the places that are still open and deemed essential businesses that, you know, are doing pickup now and are just starting to do delivery now, you know, in in lieu of the corona. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not if you're not like creating something like we were talking about on your website or you know just just to be have it on Google like you know we were talking about this earlier that um, everybody right now is searching you know weed delivery, weed pickup, weed delivery, weed pickup, or this dispensary near me, and if they don't have an option to do that then they're going to go find somebody else, you know? They're going to go back to the black market. Boom. Oh, ob- well, that's the <laughs> obvious yeah, one. Yeah. The homie down the street, you know, he's got the packs. He's like, I can get an ounce for 80. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but is it clean? <laughs> Shit. Okay, guys, we're getting ready to wrap up. Um, do you guys want to shout anybody out? Say anything special? Yo, well, let me, you know, let me jump in real quick. Don't forget at Cannabiotics on Instagram. Cannabiotics. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And um, Persepolis. You know, check <laughs> us out. We'll be we'll be in uh, uh, tons of dispensaries out here the month of April and month of May. So you know, please check us out. Appreciate you having us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much. So much. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Okay. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in to Terp Talk again. Um, this episode was powered by Persepolis and Compassion Co. brands. You can check them out at persepolis.com and on Instagram at the Compassion Co. We'll see you soon. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.